All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Here we are for another episode of Owning Your Authenticity. Um, I the, the concept that we're going to talk about today, I've been thinking about for quite some time, and it's pretty prevalent in a world where social media is everywhere. It's entwined in our lives and our business and our connection to other people. So today we're going to talk about the difference between the perception and the presence of our lives, whether it's our happiness, our success, our family, we're going to talk about the difference between the perception of having something and the actual presence of it in our lives and how to bring those things a little closer together to form our own realities. So it's going to be kind of a short and quick episode, but um, I hope that it can reach out and impact somebody who's maybe struggling a little bit to find themselves in this world where they feel caught between how it looks and how it feels. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited and thank you for coming back to listen today. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. All right, so we're going to dive right in. Uh, Today we are talking about the difference between the perception and the presence of things in our lives. Now this came up for me originally um, because I started to think back, you know, we're 26 episodes into this podcast and I started to think back to the person I'm trying to speak to, which was me about two years ago, year and a half ago. I mean, that was mid-pandemic. I went through a lot on top of the pandemic. So um, I'm trying to speak to the person that's in the place that I was because it was so hard. And when I was in there, I didn't feel like I had anyone speaking to me in my position or who who understood where I was at. Um, and, and not only the tra- transformation I've gone through in the last year and a half, but also um, really the beginning of my journey of coming into my own was about six years ago when I came out and realized, you know, things about my sexuality that I didn't understand before. And I still had to process and learn that over a couple of years. But, um, that was like the, the crack in the facade where I started to understand myself a little bit. And part of that is, is taking a pause and realizing how how my life looked and i was so focused on how on how it looked on on whether or not i had achieved the things i was supposed to achieve or i had gotten to the place i was supposed to go or with the person i was supposed to be with you know everything leading up to that you know from childhood on i was told you're supposed to accomplish these things and i look now my life now is not what i pictured it would be at 36 you know, I, I thought once you hit 30, you're like, you're, you've got a great big house, you've got the car you want, you've got the job you want, you've got the kids. And while I was on track to have all of those things, none of them were in the right space for me. So I was so focused on the perception of my life, on getting things to where they needed to be so that my life would be perceived in the way it was supposed to be perceived. 
that I didn't really bother to focus on the presence of the things that actually connected with me, the presence of the things that made my my heart set on fire or or ignited something in me to help others or impact the world in some way. I didn't I didn't have any focus on that. I didn't have any focus on my internal life. And because of that, I was I mean, I was so good. All of my focus was on getting all the things I was supposed to get and making all the achievements and accomplishments that I was supposed to do. And that's when I found myself in this I don't know how to use the word purgatory because that sounds so bad, but this in-between space (laughs) between how my life looked and how it felt on the inside when I took the moment to pause and feel it and, and it just felt disconnected. There was something not right. And this can apply to your life in so many different ways. It can apply to the presence of happiness in your life, the presence of success, of what your family was supposed to look like of um you know what goals you'd achieved or what how many you know plaques you have on the wall or degrees you have or anything that you have felt drawn to perform in see there's this difference between living your life and performing your life for the visual of others and it's such a struggle these days especially with social media because you know you can put a filter on anything and change your entire face you can you can take a picture in a completely messy house and delete everything from the background. And we're so focused on making that picture, that perception to the world look a certain way. And we spend all this time on our phones trying to edit it and make it and make it look perfect and take the perfect photo and whatever. If we spent even half that amount of time focusing on actually having the presence of that life Imagine how drastically different your world would be. I mean, it would be insane. So the first question I ask is like, how did we get here? You know, how do you get to that point where you wake up in your 30s and you're like, this is what, what how, I don't even know how I got, did I black out for a decade? Like, I don't understand. How did I get from like young, you know, this wild, ambitious teenager and when you're now coming out of high school too, all of a sudden you're like, I feel like I'm living a life that's not mine, but everybody else likes it because it looks the way it's supposed to look. So the three questions I like to ask myself or I'd like you to ask yourself um, to kind of see how we got here, whether you were on autopilot, which is how I was. I was on autopilot. I was I was told from a very young age to do the things you grow up, you get a job, you get married, you have some kids. And now I'm not saying anything against that. If that's the trajectory of your life that makes you super happy, then that's what you should actually do. And that's what I did. I mean, I love my children. I, I don't regret any of the decisions I've made because they've all, I always take those hardships as opportunities to learn. And I've done that from a very young age, which is why I think I've been able to <laughs> not only survive so many of the things that I've survived, but thrive after them is because I've always had this concept of, okay, well, that sucked. That was hard. Well, what do I do next? How do I go from here? How do I not do this again? Um, But so the three questions I want you to ask yourself when you sit back and you realize you're in this space where you're like, my life looks one way, but it doesn't feel that way. The first question is, what is the actual thing that feels off? Like, is it 
Is it that you're a new mother and you're dealing with postpartum depression, but the only pictures you post are of the pure joy and love that you get out of being a mother, but you're inside, you're having a really, really hard time and you don't know what it is and you don't know why and you don't have anyone to talk to. So in that moment, is that the thing that feels off? Is it that you look like you're enjoying motherhood, but you're really having a hard time? Or is it, um, you know, the facade of being in a relationship that's makes you unhappy, but you don't want to say that and you don't want to admit that, um, oh, I, maybe I chose the person that isn't right for me or whatever. I mean, I did that. I got married when I was 19. Not a, not a good plan, (laughs) but I learned a lot. I can tell you that. And I'll tell that story someday. Um, Yeah. So you have to identify first, like what is the thing that feels off? And then once you do that, you know, I suggest I I write everything down in a journal when I'm doing any sort of introspective work or even just anything. I journal. um, I try to journal daily. Sometimes I struggle with sticking to that. But my journal, I write down, you know, everything, the thoughts that come to me in my meditation, just what happened in the day. And when I get stressed, I write it all down in there to get it out of my brain. So grab a journal or a piece of paper or your notes in your phone even and just write down what's the thing that feels off. And once you figure that out, then the next question is, why do I want it to look this way? Why do I want it to look so perfect and pristine? Is it because you were told from a young age that, um, you know, as us as women, we are supposed to be mothers and we're supposed to dedicate our entire life to being a mother? So if your feed doesn't look that way or your life doesn't look that way from the outside, is it really feeling that way on the inside? Why do we want it so bad? And then you got to just keep going, why, why, why? So say, why do I want, why do I want this to look so perfect? Okay, you go, well, I've, I always saw my mother do it and she seemed to handle it so well. Well, why do you want it to look the way your mother did it? Because that's, maybe that's the only example of motherhood that you had. And you go, why, 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 until you get down to your base why. And that, and like I said, that can be with anything. A lot of people, they end up in jobs that they hate. Most people I know that I speak to now are on their second or third career because the first one was what they were told to do. The second one was their rebellion. And then the third one is what they actually wanted to do. Um, I say um a lot, so I'm working on that. <laughs> But yeah, so ask yourself why. Why do you want it to look so perfect? Why do you want it to look like, why Why do you want people to believe that you have done this so well? And give yourself time to ponder that. Give yourself time to think, even, even if it's a couple of days, you know, as if you're, if you're struggling with a work thing, go into work and experience that question throughout the day and be like, why, why is it here? Why am I in this job? Did I want this job or was I supposed to have this job? Was some, did someone tell me that? Did I do it for safety because it's a steady paycheck? Did I do it because I'm following in a family footsteps? Why am I here? And then the last one is, how do I like minimize the gap between how it looks and how it feels? So before we get to this, if you sit there and go, okay, I just realized I am in a job that I hate and I don't like being here. I hate coming here every day and this is not what I wanted to do. If that is you right now, 
then this is your opportunity. This is someone telling you this is your time to make that change. Whether it's maybe you can't make that change right now financially. Maybe, you know, maybe you've got some, you're pl- like we're planning for a wedding and, and, you know, maybe you've got some big financial thing that you have to do or you need the schedule for whatever. This is your time to start planning for the change so that you can like minimize the gap between how your life looks and how your life feels. So if you can't make that change right now, I'm not saying go quit your job with no plan. I'm not saying go quit your job with no money. I'm saying start the process of figuring out why this doesn't work, what you would like to do, and how to get from point A to point B. So I was talking to my future brother-in-law a few weeks ago. He's very intelligent and I love our conversations because we talk a lot about mindset and productivity and we're just very in line with a lot of this stuff. Um, And he was telling me about, I'm not sure who it was, but I don't know if it was Warren Buffett. I could be wrong, but he's like, here's what you do. You, you make a list of all the big, like a master list of everything you do. And this is what I did yesterday. I made a master list of everything I need done by the end of this year, which is only five weeks. So this is on a very small scale, but I'm talking everything, like all of our family gatherings for the holidays, shopping, um, my morning routine, my nighttime routine, my sleep. I calculated everything down to the hour for the rest of the year. And I had a very clear realization of how much time I get to work and how much time I get to rest while prioritizing my daily routine, my sleep, my time with my children, my family. It was very, very interesting to do this. And what I was able to do with this technique was you take the master list and then you break it down to a weekly list and then you break it down to a daily list and you can just break it down, break it down, break it down so that these big, big goals are all these millions of things that you feel like you have to do become very small, manageable tasks. And when you do that, you can use this technique to have a really cool grasp on what you're focusing on where you want to end up being, like what you want to do, accomplishing a goal, getting to a certain space. So we can use this mentality when we're trying to minimize the gap between how our life looks and how our life feels. So if we sit there and say, okay, everyone thinks that I've got it together because I am a lawyer. I went straight from high school, straight to college, straight to law school. And there I was a lawyer by the age of 25. I actually know, I mean, we don't talk, it's This guy from high school, I ran into him one time years after high school, maybe 10 years after high school. And I was like, hey, weren't you a lawyer? And he's like, yeah, no, that was awful. I don't do that. I work, I work with my girlfriend now. And I was like, that is so rad. He, he woke up and he's like, I hate this. I did all the things to get here because I was supposed to do it. And I hate it. I'm so unhappy. And he made great money. It didn't matter because he was unhappy. So my point is you can use this technique to sit there and go, okay, how do I make the gap smaller? So if, if it's about your life, you know, your success in business, but your success isn't actually there if you go home miserable every day. So make a plan. Say, okay, I, I'm going to give six more months to this job while I figure out what else I want to do and make a, I'm going to make an exit strategy. And if you need to, six months, a year, whatever you need to do, Break it down into those small goals that you can do and look at your schedule. If you really write down how you spend your time, realistically, how you spend your time, 
you will find that you have so much more time than you think you do. Like when I was doing this calculations the other day, I sat there and I was like, even with eight hours of sleep, my morning routine, I scheduled in dinner and movie time with the kids and all of this, I had like, I think 56 hours of additional free time on top of taking days off, everything else in one week. And, I'm, and I sat there and I thought to myself, I don't feel like I have that much time. I don't feel like I have that much time at all. Where do I spend my time? And I had the realization that I spend my time distracting myself from my work. So things that should only take 30 minutes take two hours because I'm not focused, because I'm not organized. I had this realization that I, I spend my time doing the things that don't get me to where I want to be. And I mean, even, and if you look at like my podcast Instagram, like, yeah, I, I hustle and I, I get these posts out and I have these conversations, but I struggle to do this. And that's really something I don't love to admit, but I struggle. It's hard. It's hard to keep up. I, I, I struggle to stay on top of my own work. And I'm a business owner. I still get everything done. Don't get me wrong. I get everything done for my clients, but I could do 10 times more if I was more focused and organized. So that's what I'm working on now. And, and it really has helped me to kind of, like I said, bridge the gap between how it looks and how it feels. Because yesterday I slept so good because I had the most accomplished day because I was focused. And today here I am the same thing. I feel focused. I feel confident. I feel like I'm getting work done. And that now closes the gap between how it looks and how it feels. And life, when you have this feeling, is so much more vibrant. One thing I wrote down from my meditation this morning was there is a sense of peace that comes from honoring yourself. And that just kind of is something I was thinking about. And I, to think deeper on that, a lot of the times when we struggle because our life is perceived one way, but we live it differently, there's a lack of peace because we're constantly battling between, oh, well, it feels this way, but I have to make sure that nobody knows that it feels this way. Nobody knows that it sucks or that it's hard or that I'm struggling or that I cry myself to sleep every night. Nobody knows because I'm so focused on making sure they all think I'm okay. And so this is a safe space. I'm telling you right now, this is a safe space for you to say, I am not okay. I am not okay. I, I, I'm upset with my job. I'm in a relationship that I don't want to be in. I'm having a hard time as a mother. A lot of people hate to admit that, but motherhood is very hard. And you saying I need a break or you saying I'm having a hard time has nothing to do with how much you love your children just to put that out there. So if you message me and say, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time connecting to my baby, I get it because it is hard. And, and when you give birth to another human, you lose a little bit of yourself because there's, there's something that is no longer the same. Your body is never the same. Your mind, like your mind physically changes. Your body, it is a physiological change that happens to a woman's mind when she gives birth. And everybody acts as if you're supposed to just come back out, look great automatically and feel confident and know what you're doing. It's, it's baffling the world that women are supposed to live in after they have children. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but I just felt like it needed to be said. My point is there is a sense of peace that comes with honoring yourself. 
And if you feel like you are not at peace, part of that is because you're probably not honoring yourself in some way, whether it's the perception of your life or uh, maybe you're struggling with, um, you know, eating too much food or not feeling healthy or, or whatever it is. There's a sense of peace that comes when you choose to honor yourself. My biggest struggle is showing up for myself and, and staying focused. And so the days that I, I do that, like when I plan ahead, like today, yesterday, I chose to show up for myself in a way that says, you know what, I matter. And how I feel at the end of the day matters. And while I'm still here for all these other people, like the kids have karate and they have school and they have all these things. I can do everything for everyone else and I don't feel as at peace as when I do when I honor myself. So that's just a thought to take with yourself today. Again, the three questions you need to ask yourself. If you feel like you are on autopilot, you woke up one day day and you're like, how did I get here? Stop to ask yourself, what is the thing that feels off? Why do I want it? Why am I so concerned with this? And how do I minimize the gap between how it looks and how it feels? And I'd love to hear from you guys, honestly. I mean, if you're struggling with something, send me a message on Instagram. You can email me at owningyourauthenticity at gmail.com. I'm honestly here for you. I, I would love to get messages. I love to have conversations with people. And if you feel like you don't have anyone else to reach out to, I'm telling you right now, you can reach out to me. I am here. I'm available. Um, and I really hope that this resonated with you because I know that had I heard this conversation a long time ago, I think I think it might have been a little bit easier to go through what I went through. Again, I don't I don't regret what I've gone through because I see hardships as opportunities. That doesn't make them any easier, though, (laughs) just to be clear. But I hope that this message is received by somebody that needs to hear it. Um, I hope that you find a little bit of peace today. I hope that you honor yourself today. And I am excited for next week. I have another interview for you. It's a really great conversation. I'm super excited to share it. So I'm wishing you the best of life this week. And thank you again for tuning in to Owning Your Authenticity.